Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like sipping wine under the stars. Beautiful, but maybe a little bit cold. Today on the show, I have Kate St. Hilaire, who is a coach for introverted entrepreneurs looking to get themselves out there into the world. Kate has a wealth of knowledge and some personal stories to share from her personal life as an as an introvert, and particularly an introverted entrepreneur. We talk about the mindset of an introvert, as well as some stigma surrounding the common personality type. There are a lot of walls to break for people's views of introverts, as well as from introverts themselves. A lot of stigma to break down, because introverts make up a large part of the population. You have introverts and extroverts, so uh, it's an extroverted world, and really we talk about how to navigate that. Being a natural introvert myself, I was extra excited to have Kate on the podcast. We also speak a bit about the Myers-Briggs personality assessment, and how that helps her with the client discovery. So if you're an introvert struggling to find your way around the world, this is the episode for you. Uh, and don't forget, guys, if you want to be on the podcast, uh, be interviewed, talk about your story, talk about a topic, you can call in on Anchor or hit me up at Rival My Design, and we could talk about all that good stuff. But without further ado, welcome to the show, Kate St. Hilaire. Drums, Okay, welcome to the show, Kate St. Hilaire. Am I saying that right? Yes, you are. Okay. I was I should have asked that first, but that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show. Say hello to the people. Thank you. Hi everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Well, it's pretty much just us talking, but, uh, you know, they're metaphorical people. <laughs> um, uh, so, so tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do and what your focus is these days. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Kate and I am a coach for introverted entrepreneurs and I help them to leverage their strengths so they can do things in business that feels good for them, do things in a way that feels better, like networking and interacting with people and, you know, doing it in, in a sort of way that suits their personality. So, so that's what I do right now. I was actually in the mental health field for a few years before I got into coaching. So I just got out of that last May, actually, when I, when I finished up with, with mental health and I went to school for psychology. So it's just all been kind of connected. And, you know, I love, I love helping people. I love, I love the, the whole psychology aspect of everything and, and learning about people. And yeah, so that's been my journey so far in a nutshell. Yeah. It seems like all those pieces are coming together. Like it's a natural fit for you to, to be doing this right now. Yeah, it does feel so natural for me. And it really helped me along my journey to discover what felt better as I went along. And because I always knew, I, I kind of always knew that there was something, you know, I wanted more than what I was doing when I was in college. And when, you know, I was starting to look for jobs, I knew that I didn't want the traditional path, but I didn't know what else to do at the time. So going into mental health was the right fit for me at that, at that time in my life. And 
and I really enjoyed it. I loved the work that I did. I was working at uh, what they call a clubhouse. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Uh, I'm not, no. Okay, so basically a clubhouse is, I was in Massachusetts at the time, and they have really good mental health programs in, in Massachusetts, actually. And so it was, it's a day program for adults with mental illnesses, and it was anywhere usually along the, the lines of, um, of like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and major depression. So it was, you know, those usually like those three areas of, of mental illness. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was um, a lot of people who were in group homes and they would come to this program for the day as a way to socialize and, and learn life skills and, and just hang out and have, have a place to go to get more support. So that was, uh, that was what I was doing as a, uh, my full-time job. And it was, it was really rewarding and fulfilling. And I just got to know, uh, the really, you know, a much different aspect of, of what I had been. I was, you know, I did addiction for a little while and mm -hmm. I was doing, I was in a school as an internship. So I was doing all sorts of different things. And I learned that I really love to work with adults, mm -hmm. which was, uh, which was a cool, cool thing for me at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, at what point do you feel like you shifted from, uh, or made the decision to work with mental health, uh, uh, issues and go specifically towards uh, working with introvert entrepreneurs. Was there a connection there? Did you see that there was a lot of introverts who were working with that were trying to do something but couldn't or, or, or what was the situation there? Yeah, that actually, uh, there wasn't a connection in terms of the introvert thing. And then what I was doing in mental health, it was more uh -huh. of, um, I really wanted to get into something that would create this location independent, financially free sort of career where I would have, you know, be able to make my own money. And, and then I found coaching and, you know, I started doing a ton of research about coaching and I joined a course that was all about helping me with my messaging and, mm -hmm. and niching down. And that's when it just, it hit me pretty much right from the get-go. Like mm -hmm. I want to work with introverts because that's who I am. And that's mm -hmm. my story. Like my story is very, very relevant to my introversion and mm -hmm. has, you know, impacted my life in a huge way. And I just was from there, I was like this, you know, I'm sure a lot of other introverts have, have experienced what I've experienced. So, mm -hmm. you know, I want to start moving more towards that. And I've just, it's always been easier for me to connect my work with people who I relate to. And um, I, I don't have a severe mental illness, but I've always experienced mental, I've always experienced um, anxiety. So, mm -hmm. so it was, you know, working with people in mental health, it was, you know, for me, I could, I could relate to that because my family had a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression and there was, you know, so much going on for me there. So it's always been, at least in terms of that, like there's always been that connection of it's been, you know, my work I feel is so important to relate to my life in some way and, you know, how I've worked through those things. Yeah. It seems to make sense that you would help people with uh, mental health struggles and then move into helping introverts because I think, I think while there was no immediate uh, connection for you and your path, it, there are some, uh, some commonalities, you know, particularly 
when it stems from like stigma, you know, a lot of people give introverts crap for not being out there and not wanting to put themselves out there in a world that in order to make money, most of the time you have to talk to people. You have to, especially as an entrepreneur, you know, a lot of it is cutting deals or talking to people or making connections, getting them to buy your product, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Or if you don't want to do those things yourself, connecting with another person who is willing to do those things for you, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and um, sometimes, sometimes mental health issues such as anxiety or other things come from, you know, feeling some sense of, of, of inferiority, you know, and then some of those things of course are not, um, you know, uh, things that we can will in and out of our lives. But uh, in terms of introversion, um, you know, I've, I've dealt with plenty of that. Uh, I'm going through a lot of personal self-discovery um, these days with really owning more of my introversion. Because most of my life, I felt like I had to be more of an extrovert than I naturally am. And mm-hmm. that that eventually kind of feels like that's hurt me more than it's helped me uh, in a lot of ways. So when you start when you start working with an introvert, um, like what, what kind of, uh, what's the process you go through? You talk to them, you get to know them. Like what, uh, how do you start working with somebody? Yeah, 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 exactly. You're spot on with everything. And so we'll usually, what I've learned over the last year and a half since I've started coaching is that with introverts, it's much more of a slow burner type of approach as you know, you're developing this relationship with them. And it's not a relationship that happens quickly. It's, it's something, you know, introverts really, you know, want to take their time as they're getting to know someone and they're not going to put everything on the line and, you know, start working with, with someone immediately. But so what, what I've usually found is that the clients that come to me, they've been following me for a while on Facebook in my group. Um, that's mostly where I've been, you know, the platform I've been focusing on and they've seen my stuff and, you know, they, you know, then, you know, they decide that they're ready to start working together and that it's an easier transition for them. So I feel once, then once we start working together, I've already known them for mm-hmm. a little while, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And, and it helps them to be more comfortable and opening up with what they've been struggling with. And so that's been, you know, that's been a cool process. And, um, and so, so yeah, what I've learned is that, you know, building those relationships over the long term is really, really important, especially with the people that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there are also different kinds of introverts that you're working with. Um, some that are more open to people than others, or, or recognizing, you know, like there are certain personality types that are introverts that kind of peek into extroversion a little bit more. Like they really care, like more like you, like they you really care about people and you're interested in people. But I'm sure you need time to recover. Whereas I'm probably on the opposite side where I really don't want to deal with people most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, uh, are there different routes that you take with different types of people or or, I guess, um, or do you have examples, I guess, of of different types of introverts that you've worked with? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's a really good point there. You know, I have to take each person differently because not everyone's the same. And I really have to base it off of the type of person and introvert that they are. And so I always usually, I don't do this every time. I usually like to find out people's Myers-Briggs personality before, Mm -hmm. because I feel like that can be really insightful. Yes. And also just in, you know, observing them and getting on a call with them, 
and getting to know them more in a, in a, in a deeper way. And so uh, usually I'm an INFJ, so I, I tend to pick up on other people's feelings and, you know, their, you know, what they're going through in a way because I can see their, their patterns and uh, their behavior. And that helps with the psychology background as well. And so, um, so yeah, the, let's, let's see, I've, I've worked with um, the men that I tend to work with tend to be a little bit more on the logical side and very straightforward and mm-hmm. more like, you know, step by step, I guess. And I find, you know, more, this isn't, you know, this isn't all the time, but, you know, I think men in general and introverted men, they're, you know, more of straightforward and and logical in that sense. And Mm -hmm. so I definitely see that difference in men and women. And then the women are are more of the, the thinkers and the feelers and, you know, they're, um, they're wanting, you know, they have different goals and, and different aspirations. And so, mm-hmm. so it, it's a, it's a really interesting to be able to work with different people and see what, what people need and, and what, how to go about things in a different way. It's, it's fascinating. What do you think the biggest uh, issue that introverts have? Uh, I don't want to call it issue, but I guess, you know, some sort of difficulty that they have um, as it pertains to entrepreneurship. Is it, is it the people focused or is it their perception of themselves or something else? Yeah, it's actually, yeah, I've done a ton of research over the last year about this and hands down, it's definitely the networking aspect and just the anxiety behind working with people and dealing with people. Mm-hmm. And so I've found that to be a really common struggle for them is to, you know, one, you know, it's that initial interaction for people. It's the, you know, actually gaining the courage to talk to people and feel good about talking about what they do and, you know, building that relationship. And usually they're, they're okay talking to people after that initial interaction, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's having that that courage to do it in the first place and also um and getting on live video has been huge that's not just an introvert thing I've found it's it's hard for a lot of different people but I've definitely found that with my audience and with with introverts they're definitely not used to being visible and out there in that way like Mm -hmm. they prefer to be invisible they prefer to be hidden and you know the fact that they feel they have to put themselves out there uh for the world to see is, is a really difficult thing yeah, you know, we kind of think about it as like when we start to feel like we need to step into networking or the extroversion part of ourselves, because some of us have that uh, at least a little bit, um, uh, we think that it has to be all or nothing. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that you suddenly have to be, you know, Oprah Winfrey and just be <laughs> as personable and, and loving and giving and, and out there in front of everybody all the time. And, um, for me, it's been baby steps. And I think that's true for a lot of introverts who have started to be more comfortable with being, putting themselves out there a little bit more. Yes. Um, you know, for me, I was starting to explore myself through therapy, first of all, because I have my own mental health uh, situation that I'm working through. I have cyclothymia, which is a low grade bipolar disorder. And, um, and I, I was dealing with, uh, you know, uh, a poor marriage situation and a lot of things that made me feel like I was the problem. So I started to go to therapy. And then after therapy, when I was able to get comfortable speaking with somebody, I started to practice speaking more openly online. 
through just Facebook or Twitter and just kind of putting my more raw thoughts out there and, um, and, and listening to people uh, as opposed to just, just talking. But um, I was from there, I started to think about, I wanted to do podcasting. I wanted to do things where I could just kind of slowly reach out. So I actually, I took more of a leap than most people probably would. I went into improv um, and tried that out because I've always been very attuned to comedy and that felt very natural for me. So doing that was a great way for me to step out of my comfort zone and play with my exploration side, which for the Myers-Briggs stuff, I'm an, I'm an INTP. Um, so I have the uh, intuitive uh, aspect of the extroverted intuition aspect of me that uh, in order for me to sort of calm down the dominant side of me, which is the thinking side, I need to explore a little bit more. I need to play. I need to be able to not necessarily connect with people on a feelings uh, level, but to explore my intellect, which involves comedy. And through that, I kind of accidentally connect with people, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I've heard improv is really, really good for helping overcome some of those fears. So that's mm-hmm. awesome that you're doing that. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. Uh, the Myers-Briggs stuff is really interesting too. Um, so I didn't really, I didn't know before that you actually would use that sometimes. Um, how does How does that really come into play for you? Do you, do you really look at it deeply or is it just kind of like a... Uh, a launching pad for you to kind of help understand, help you understand this person that you're working with. Yeah, I would say it's definitely more of a launching pad. I don't look into it too, too deeply because I do try and take that with a grain of salt as well, where, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it can be, you know, taking that test can be a little bit morphed to your own perception of who you are. So it, it, I don't know how accurate it is. So I don't like to take it too, too seriously, but I know I find, you know, with myself and my own, you know, taking that it was exactly true to who I was. And Mm -hmm. it is nice to know a little bit because it's, it's, you know, you can't get to know the depths of a client just in, you know, one call with them. So it can help to get to know them a little bit better than, Mm -hmm. you know, our first interaction. And so, you know, it's helpful, especially with knowing like, you know, if you're in, if you're a P versus a J, Mm -hmm. like for me, I'm going to be much, you know, of an organized planner person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if a P is, you know, much more of the go with the flow and, you know, not as much of a planner, then, you know, it can be helpful in some circumstances to know that about a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or to at least be able to ask the right questions to confirm that assumption. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that can really guide you. So are there other areas? Um, so you talked about networking. Are there other areas that you help people on maybe finding their niche or um, finding, you know, some branding elements that they can focus on? You know, a lot of introverts are uh, uh, seen as typical quote unquote nerds and have a lot of like very specific things that they get really like into and can utilize that in their business. Um not to pigeonhole introverts as just nerds, but, (laughs) but, but I'm sure there's something that sticks out about people that maybe you can help guide them to something that they, you know, can be an introvert and go to networking things, but understand more about themselves and be able to use their sort of branding or niche to, to guide them in a space that's comfortable for them. Is that something you do too? Yeah, absolutely. So I wouldn't say that I help people with, 
their branding or with their or their niche or you know that's but it that can be a result of what I do mm-hmm. and because what I found with introverts is that they they are so in tune with their passions and what they love to do and they are very skillful in those areas because you know we love to learn we love to study and that's you know a huge chunk of our time is spent on developing our skill set but it's that, yeah, the actual going out of their comfort zone and doing it. And so that's really what I help people with is finding that clarity and the confidence to actually follow through with what they say they're going to do and have that, you know, hold that accountability to, to do it and to, you know, you know, also create the clarity around what they're going to do. They might have a lot of ideas. They might have, a lot of different projects they want to do or ideas and it just it stays in their head for so long and it's the action piece that they really need the help on so yeah do you, do you get a lot of uh uh do you get common questions that come to you uh throughout this process i know one of them was networking but any other um uh, uh questions about how they can improve themselves that kind of come to mind yeah, I would say a major question that I've found coming up a lot is how to overcome the imposter syndrome mm. and the feeling of being fraud, like a fraud or fake. And right. I find that to connect with introverts a lot. I mean, it's, it's of course, something that not just introverts experience, but I find it very common among introverts. And I think it's just because of the overthinking aspect of our nature is mm-hmm. to to overthink our skill set and we want to just be the best in what we're doing before we actually put it out there. So it never feels like we've learned enough about, and I find that with a lot of the introverts I talk to, they never feel like what they've learned is enough to actually put it out there. And so they always just feel, continue to feel like this imposter syndrome because it never feels like enough and they just want to keep learning. They just want to keep developing the skill mm-hmm. and they don't really understand why, why their work is so valuable to put out there. And that's because that they are, you know, usually afraid to put it out there. Or they haven't, you know, gone and asked people for testimonials or, you know, one of those sorts of things might be going on there. Yeah. It, it's, that's a big thing I've, personally dealt with <laughs> um uh, and i'm sure yeah plenty of introverts have dealt with it uh, mm-hmm. uh having to you know we're so good at information gathering at least my type is um i know plenty of us are we're so good at at really diving into uh, uh perfectionism aspects of our psyche that it can keep us from putting ourselves out there or we don't feel like you're saying like we don't feel like like what like what we have to say is valuable. Um, and um, I had another question tied to that, but I lost it. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but yeah, you're uh, so right. Yeah. Because it's, uh, I think, well, growing up for me, at least I was always surrounded by extroverts and it always felt like what I had to say wasn't good enough because it just always seemed like somebody else controlled the conversation and what they were saying was, mm-hmm. was so funny. And so, you know, out there. And it was just like, I just never felt like I could do that. And that, you know, even when I did talk, people would often look at me funny or just mm-hmm. like, why, what are you saying? And, you know, I never was able to really create that confidence in what I was sharing. And so it was, it was a huge 
struggle that I needed to overcome to actually put myself out there and start sharing things online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it, I've had I've had so many struggles growing up because I, I think you know our world is seemingly built for extrovert types, people who are just more comfortable throwing themselves out there and saying things that they're so sure of, even if it's not actually true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, for, for us, we're the types that will be quiet in the conversation and wait for our turn to speak or wait for a situation where we're so, we're a lot more sure of what it is that we want to say. And, um, it's always so frustrating in those situations because I would, I, I'm sure plenty of other introverts can relate. You would get that comment of like, why are you not talking? Why are you being so quiet? Why oh, are yeah. You so distant. Uh, you know, why are you so, for me, I, I can seem a little bit more cold because um, I'm a little bit more data driven. I'm better with people when we have conversations like this, when we're talking about ideas and stuff. I was always really good at that. Uh, but if it was people focused, my brain would just turn off. Like, I just don't care. <laughs> it's <Yeah. laughs> terrible. But when I lean into it and, and realize that it's a strength for me as like a person that can gather information or be a researcher and then share that information with people, it can be very valuable. As you've seen, like with me in the gorilla group, I'll kind of, you know, absorb all the information that's going on in a post. And then if I feel like I can contribute to it after I've collected all the data, then I'll kind of dive in and help people. Um, you know, the, the Myers-Briggs stuff has helped me because I can realize that with feeling types, I need to be a little bit more sensitive. I need to be a little bit more, I need to cl- include like I and you statements a little bit more than just straight up like third por- person or factual information. Uh, that kind of helped me, again, kind of accidentally connect with people. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, which is which is kind of interesting on its own. Um, but all of that is leading to this notion of um, uh, uh, like when when did you start? Did, were you always aware that you were an introvert, and um, did you ever kind of play with that or tackle with that, or or uh, what's what's your experience? I guess growing up as an introvert, and um, how has that shaped who you are today? Yeah. So. I didn't always know I was an introvert. I thought there was something wrong with me for a while, which I think a lot of introverts can relate to. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if it was I had a very supportive family, but in my mom, you know, when I was she was always kind of worried because I I didn't talk. I didn't want to talk to her about things. Mm-hmm. And uh she got me a journal when I was in middle school and that that really helped me to get out my thoughts and to to do it in a way that was was good for me and so you know throughout high school I guess uh I started maybe diving into it a little bit more as I started studying psychology and whatnot I can't you know remember right now I know there there's been moments where I've said uh yeah like this this makes sense now I think it was more in college when like I actually got a book about introversion and just started reading reading all about it and it made me feel so much better I started hanging out with a lot of different introverts in college and it's just started piecing it all together and it was really like just eye-opening for me to learn that there were other people who were like me and wanting 
to, you know, didn't want to go out and party all the time on the weekends and they just wanted to stay in and, and talk about deep things. And mm-hmm. that was really helpful to be surrounded by that. Uh, and so it's just been this accumulation of different experiences for me that's helped to, to work through that. And I think having the knowledge about what introversion and extroversion is and, and reading those books mm-hmm. really helped me to understand myself better and know, you know, I, there wasn't anything wrong with me. It's just my makeup and my genes and, and just who I am. Yeah. Are, are there any, um, common misconceptions that people come to you with, uh, whether it's extroverts or introverts that, or, or particularly the introverts that you work with, are there any common myths that they kind of come to you with? I know particularly like in, introvert versus extrovert can kind of get confused as to what that actually means. Um, but are there any other like assumptions about who they are that can get a little bit um, that you kind of have to eliminate first in order to actually speak with them properly about introvert? Well, I would say that not necessarily people I've worked with, but people in my audience, in my community have said that they just want to be more extroverted and mm-hmm. to, and I, and I think that is a common misconception of it's not something that you can change. Like right. this is a part of your makeup like this is it's in in your I'm sorry to tell, to tell you what it's in, in your brain like right <laughs> this is something you're born with and yeah. it's a personality trait that is like you know I don't know whatever what is you know a personality trait that you just can't change like mm-hmm. and so I think that you know that's a huge misconception in, in knowing that yes it's actually oh you can you can change, you know, you might not be shy anymore, but you're still going to be an introvert. And right. I think that's the thing. Like there's not, you know, you don't have to be shy to be an introvert and you don't have to be an extrovert to be outgoing. Yeah. Cause I mean, culturally speaking in the history of the world, like it, it could have flipped. It's, it could have been the other way around at some point. Like people could have, I'm sure different cultures maybe had more introverts <laughs> at some point And that was more, uh, you know, I'd say, for example, like the Eastern world, a lot of like Japan and China are are more uh, celebratory of the quieter types. You know, you're more thoughtful and you kind of take your time to speak and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's it's maybe just the perception culturally that we have to be something we're not in order to su- succeed or fit in or something like that. And really kind of looking at introversion as something that does have its own strengths and it's not a weakness you're not you didn't you didn't lose the lottery you're just a different type of person yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're spot on and I think that's that is something that people have to come to realize almost before working with me is they want to they want to make that change but they want to also have that knowledge of you know, yes, this is who I am. I don't want to change that. I just want to work with the strengths that I do have. Mm-hmm. Um, because if they, if they have this belief that they're, they can't succeed with who they are, they might not even bother with working with me. Right. right so, right. so yeah, that's definitely an important aspect. Yeah. Um, and you know, what I think is interesting is there are plenty of, there's a mix of thinking and feeling types, you know, within uh, introversion as well. So it's not that, you know, we've covered it before loosely that there are 
heavy thinking types that will be less in tune with people. And then there will be types that are nearly extroverts and want people around or want to learn about people and, and explore the feelings associated with people. Um, and uh, I had a thought that that was going towards, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. Me too. That's <laughs> I, an introvert thing. <laughs> yeah, it's totally, you get lost in thought. Um, mm-hmm. But generally speaking, um, you know, I know that there are types that are going to want more practical tips. So what can you, what, what do you say that like an introvert can do in their day-to-day lives to, set boundaries or to speak to people to kind of own their introversion a little bit more. Yeah. So yeah, there's a few different, different things, but I was just talking to a client this morning actually about setting boundaries and it really starts with knowing exactly what you want and the kinds of people that you want to interact with Mm -hmm. is so helpful because if you just go about your day and think that, you know, you can network with anyone and you're going to network with just whoever, and you're just in this like desperate space of just wanting to, you know, you need to just try it, you know, it's, and it's not intentional and you don't really know what you're looking for. It's going to be really draining. And so, you know, having that clear knowledge of the kinds of people that you want to interact with. And like, let's say you are, you know, doing your networking in Facebook on Facebook groups, like, Mm -hmm. you know, find groups where you feel comfortable in and where, you know, they're the types of people that you want to interact with and that, you know, energize you and make you feel good. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that took me a while to really come to that understanding as well, because, you know, I didn't realize, I didn't even realize that was, a thing, I guess, is like, I didn't know there were going to be groups out there that, you know, I might get along with the people better, but there, there definitely are. And now, like, now that I've found groups where I feel like in the, in the gorilla group, like that group for me is just, you know, so special and, you know, nice to hang out in because mm-hmm. it feels good to interact with those people. And I can go into that group and I'd be excited to go into it. I used to go into other groups and be like, you know, dreadful of going into the group. (laughs) And it was because of the people that were in there and, you know, what was going on. So like, you have to be really intentional about that as Mm. you're, as you're going about your day and, you know, yeah, setting those boundaries for yourself and saying like, you know, this is, you know, who I'm going to interact with. This is who I'm not going to interact with. And, you know, I'm going to spend this amount of time to go into Facebook and, you know, if you like morning better, do it in the morning. If you like the nighttime better, do it in the nighttime. And, you know, knowing that if you go off of Facebook for a little while or you, you know, don't interact for a little while, it's not going to detriment you, but also don't stay off for too long or you'll never get back on. Right. I, I think, I think introverts feel like we have to, you know, again, feel like we need to be a certain way and we have a lot more freedom than we think we do, especially if we're, entrepreneurs who are managing our own schedules and our own time and resources, things like that, that we can really adjust our needs to the way we need them to be. You know, we can, I was, um, when I was starting to do this podcast, I was recording, um, three days, actually I was doing it on my own for a while, but then when I started doing it, like interviews and stuff, I started doing it three days a week, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, like two interviews a day. And by Wednesday I was exhausted. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, and um, because of some of the anxiety associated um, 
I would also not be able to focus on days that I had to record. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we canceled yesterday because, you know, I said I couldn't really do it, but I was actually like just exhausted and I, I just couldn't do it. Um, and it's never a personal attack on somebody. It's always myself and what I know about me. So I think it's definitely like what you're saying. It's super important for us to know who we are so that we can make those adjustments. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to be able to handle multiple phone calls or meetings a day. It's just, right. not, it's not realistic for me. Um, you know, and even with like profile funneling and like uh, qualifying clients and stuff like that, I use Calendly. I use resources that are filtered through other means before people get to me so that I know I'm going to have a quality conversation with somebody um, when I yeah. do to talk to them, that it's not going to be a lot of like ums and ahs and what do I do and what do you do? And uh, then you find out like you're just talking about the weather and nothing's happening. So, yeah, exactly. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. You know, finding ways to, to really connect with people that you that you're willing to have conversations with and not just doing it because you feel like you have to do it. You know, mm-hmm. feeling like time is a big thing. You know, nine to five is not something that has to happen. It can be, you know, right. 12 to four. It could be whatever time you feel works for your personality type. And um, I'm sure that's something you speak to people about is, is, you know, making sure that you can provide uh, uh work within your own boundaries and your own resources and you don't have to live within somebody else's code essentially. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be especially difficult when you're first making the transition from your nine to five into the entrepreneurial world where, you know, for me, for a long time, it felt like I still needed to work like nine to five, but I didn't. And, you know, today I made that decision for myself actually, where like, I usually feel the best working in the morning, but today I was like, I'm going to sleep in. I have a lot, a lot of stuff going on in the afternoon and Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to need to save that energy. So I I decided to sleep in. I slept until 10 and I just, you know, I allowed myself the morning to relax. And then I went into working for the afternoon. It was just like allowing myself and knowing that I was going to get these tasks done better if I was more energized and, you know, knowing that you can get more done in a shorter amount of time if you allow yourself to have that energy. Yeah. Self, self-care when it comes to being an introvert or, you know, dealing with any kind of mental health stuff as well, which has been big for me, is really the professional thing to do. A lot of people feel like being a professional is like you have to be buttoned up and, be at some place at a certain time and sit for eight hours and take a lunch break and do all those things. But really professionalism, even within those environments is about taking care of yourself first and Mm -hmm. foremost. That's huge. Uh, Do you find that a lot of introverts kind of fall into entrepreneurship because they can't fit into other workplaces or, or are they choosing it more often? Um, you know, I'm not sure about that one. Actually, I, I think that entrepreneurship does fit an introvert's lifestyle because, you know, you can work from home usually Mm -hmm. if that's the path you're choosing and it creates, yeah, I think, you know, introverts also, they prefer to create their own lifestyle in that way and, you know, have more of that control. So, yeah, I think that it makes sense for a lot of introverts to go down this pathway. Yeah. 
Um, so with that, uh, we'll start to wind down here. Um, any any other, other additional um, information, anything that sticks out to you about entrepreneurs that you feel like people that are listening who are on, or who are introverted entrepreneurs um, can, can benefit from? I mean, I know we covered a lot, so it's okay to say nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. I mean... I think we've we've covered a lot of a lot of good stuff and to yeah, to keep taking those baby steps because I'm I'm all about the, the baby steps as well and you know, giving you know, if you're in it for the long haul then taking baby steps is totally okay. Yeah, and, and you know, to support kind of, you know, your mission, it's like we need people more than we think we do. Um, you know, we are naturally social creatures, whether we're averse to people or not, you know, it's doesn't, you know, people doesn't mean you have to be in front of a crowd. It doesn't mean you have to be, you know, a a social butterfly. It, it, you know, it means that you can really connect with few people or find ways to connect with a few people and really flourish that way. You know, for me, I'm learning more that connecting with extroverted types has allowed me to, to let them help me. Mm. in some ways, you know, and, and not necessarily have to do everything myself, uh, especially when it comes to like marketing or doing things that involve reaching out to people. I can, I can, you know, use some assistance uh, more from people and not necessarily rely on myself to be, you know, this, this big extroverted type, because that's just not me. And, yeah, you know, I think that's, I think that's important for a lot of introverts to realize that uh, we need some people, but we don't need to be all people. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's a really good point. Yeah. So um, where can people get a hold of you and find out more about you and your work? Yeah. So my main focus is on my group, my Facebook group, the Bold and Introverted Entrepreneur. So, you know, it's a really engaged and supportive community. So I would love to have people on there and, and, and to join us. Yeah, Kate's really great, and uh, I'm uh, super stoked to have you on the show. This was really helpful. I think there's a lot of great, valuable information here for introverts to take with them and think about, and I think that's kind of what I wanted to do here is not necessarily give them a guideline, but something to think about and consider, and then they can go to your group and talk about it more, and you know, hopefully they'll go to you specifically and uh, get some coaching one-on-one from you because I think that that is ultimately where the value lies is being able to work with somebody and, um, you know, kind of get out of your head a little bit. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for having me, Christian. Yeah, you're very welcome. And, uh, this has been great. This has been a dope conversation. Uh, Mm -hmm. thanks everybody for listening and, uh, we'll catch you next time. See you guys. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Baby, I'm a fiend, I'm a fiend. Oh, you know you got me going off your dopamine. All I really need for you to put me on to the recipe it's a my team you got me going off your dopamine yeah it's a my team you got me going off your dopamine